Good afternoon. Um, I'm here today with Tiffany Keith, who is our uh, therapy program manager here at Faith Haven uh, Center in Jackson, Michigan. And we are here today to encourage all of you to get your COVID vaccine. And if you cannot, for medical reasons or for religious beliefs, we ask that you submit your exemptions form right away for approval. And you can obtain these forms from your executive director or your human resource director. I'm Susan Oginski. I'm the Vice President of Operations for the West Region and for the NextCare Wellbridge Senior Living. I started in this business in 1976 as a nurse's aide. And although I've been through many challenges, experiences, and I've seen a lot in my 45 plus years, I have never dealt with a more challenging and scary and deadly virus situation as COVID-19 presents to us. COVID-19 has changed the lives of many of us including myself. First, the company and I are forever grateful for those of you that have stayed with us. Those of you that have worked in our COVID units and those that you've joined our family and have provided the highest quality of care to our beloved residents. I thank you from the bottom of my heart and you are true heroes of healthcare. As you all know, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services has given us a mandate that all of our staff must receive their first dose of Moderna, or first dose of Pfizer, or one shot of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, or have received an approved exemption for medical or religious beliefs, submitted and approved by December 5th. Please, if you are unable to receive the vaccine, please submit your exemptions to your executive director, your human resource director as possible, as soon as possible. We hope all of you will meet this mandate from the federal government for the sake of our residents and your fellow coworkers. COVID-19 has touched the life of someone you know. It has brought worry, stress, and long-term effects such as cardiac, lung damage, and organ damage to the youngest to the oldest amongst us who are still dealing with the effects of COVID-19. And ultimately, it has brought unrelenting grief to many families who lost a loved one. That place in the family can never be replaced. And my heart goes out to all of them. We do not know the effect it can have on any one of us, whether we are healthy or compromised, young or old. We do know that statistically, those vaccinated spread it less, have fewer symptoms, fewer hospitalizations, and fewer deaths. So just this morning, while I was watching the news, Michigan has now risen to lead the country with the highest seven day of COVID-19 case rate of 7,011 cases per day over this past weekend. Half the states in this country are seeing an increase and in most pronounced in the Midwest and the Northeast. In my hometown of Owasso, Michigan, our hospital right now, has more COVID patients than at any time during this pandemic. And speaking to our medical director here at Faith Haven, I understand the hospital here is also close to its highest number of COVID cases previously since this pandemic began. We as a company have seen an increase in the number of COVID cases, especially amongst our staff with the majority of those being unvaccinated. It is in our communities and it is spreading. So why we're here today 
is why get vaccinated? I am vaccinated and I received my booster just a couple of weeks ago. Personally, I went through my own grandbaby of eight months old at the time being exposed to COVID as well as myself. I cannot even explain the worry or the stress that I went through praying my eight month old grandbaby did not come down with COVID. Every day I was scared like I have never been in my whole life. Every little thing was, does she have COVID? Is that a symptom? And I hope nobody goes through that. And thankfully she never attracted the virus, nor did I. I still am amazed and will be forever grateful. Right now, I do know of a young three-year-old who just came out of the hospital with double pneumonia after coming down with COVID. I lost a brother-in-law last November and I've lost some friends to COVID, one who left young children behind. Again, we do not know the effects that COVID-19 will have on any one of us, short-term or long-term. And today, I'm very humbled and grateful to introduce to you Tiffany Keith, who is our therapy program manager here at Faith Haven. Tiffany's journey started in the fall of 2019. Yes, before we even knew what we were dealing with. And it continues to this day as she battles the long-term effects. It was not until January of 2020 that she was finally diagnosed with COVID-19 at the University of Michigan Hospital. Tiffany was more than willing to share her journey with all of us. And her bravery in fighting this horrible virus goes beyond words. And as Tiffany said to me, if she can just change one person's mind about getting the COVID vaccine to save them, but what she has gone through and continues to go through, that is what she wants to do. And with that, I would like to turn it over to Tiffany, who will tell you about her journey. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you, Susan. My name is Tiffany Keith like she said, and my journey begins September of 2019. I had just taken a new position in town as a therapy manager. I had taken part of my team with me. Prior to going to that building, we were all healthy, happy, living our lives from the age of 30 to early 50s. About two weeks after starting in our new positions, I came down first with what I thought was a head cold. Um, my nose started running, had kind of the headaches. No big deal. Mm -hmm. Just you know, thought it was a cold. It soon went around my therapy department, and then we noticed it went through the nurses. Um, nobody really thought much of it because, once again, it's the time of year of colds. By middle of October, we noticed I wasn't getting any better. I was getting worse. Um, I was losing my voice. I was unable to walk more than 20 feet at a time and felt like my lungs were literally going to explode if I tried to push past those 20 feet. I had 90-year-old residents walking faster than me and farther than me, which was obviously very worrisome. I was going to the doctor every two weeks and being told it's bronchitis, it's pneumonia, 
we'll give you another Z pack. Yeah. You should be fine. It was getting to the point that when I laid down at night, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't lie flat. I started sleeping in my recliner. I would go back and tell the doctor these things. Something's not right. And I was once again told, well, it's that time of year. It's probably bronchitis just getting worse. Have another Z-pack. I ended up going into the emergency room here in town and was told, we're going to send you to a cardiologist, you know, or pulmonologist because maybe there's something there. Pulmonology told me I looked great. Somebody cardiology. Cardiology came in. There's nothing I can do for you. I was again pushed away with no answers. I was getting to the point that even sitting up, I would constantly feel like a toddler was sitting on top of my chest and I could not take in a full breath of air. By Christmas of 2019, I sat down with my spouse who worked for hospice. I said, I know I'm only 39, but nobody's giving me any answers. And many of our nurse friends recommended that I actually go on hospice. I was not ready for that. But I did have the conversation with my spouse because I wanted my last wishes known. And if I was going to go throughout a hospice, I wanted the nurses and the caregivers that I knew and were our friends to help support me through it and to help support my spouse and my family. In January of 2020, I went to U of M on the night of the 24th. I don't know if any of you have heard of COVID feet, but my feet had swollen to the size of, I don't even know how to explain. They felt like they were going to burst. I had a funny rash and was wearing a size 13 slipper over top just to protect it from the cold and get to the hospital. They would not allow my spouse in with me. And I ended up being in the emergency room alone. I was told, well, you're in CHF. We're gonna have to start Lasix. I had the kindest nurse. She was pregnant. She started her shift with me just in her normal dress. By the time her shift ended with me, she was now in full PPE. When I had woken up from my nap, when she had come in, I asked her, what's wrong with me? And did I put you in danger? And she said, well, I don't understand your question. I said, when I came in, you weren't in full PPE, and now you are from head to toe. I've been in healthcare for over 20 years. And I know if you're coming in my room in full PPE, something is wrong. She took my hand and said she and her baby would be fine and the doctor would be in to see me. Somewhere around seven o'clock the next morning, a doctor started to round and he came to my room in the emergency room. 
dressed from head to toe in PPE. And he said, I don't know how, but you've contracted COVID. I don't travel. I had been in town the whole time and had only been around those I was familiar with except taking this new job. I had seen bits and pieces about COVID on the news and thought there, there's no way it could be in Jackson. There's no way I have this. But they had taken both a throat swab and a nasal swab and both had come back positive for COVID-19. I was also told at that time that the right side of my heart was enlarged and that I was going to be seeing a cardiologist the following week at U of M. On February 7th, I met with Dr. Mollis and we knew that I had COVID. And he also told me that I had a new diagnosis of pulmonary arterial hypertension. I'm 39 years old. I have no comorbidities. I have no history of anything in my health. I'm not even taking any medications at this point. My world changed that day. I was told on February 14th that I would be coming back to meet with him to have a heart catheterization complete. The morning of February 14th, I collapsed. I was on my bedroom floor. My spouse was across the house. I couldn't yell loud enough because my voice was pretty much gone from having very weak lungs. I ended up grabbing my phone and texting, I'm on the floor. I'm not sure how I got here. My spouse walked in the room, helped me get back up on the bed. And shortly after my brother arrived to help get me in the car so I could get to U of M for my appointment. As soon as we arrived, we notified Dr. Molis that I had collapsed that morning. He came in and immediately told me after my test, I would be admitted to the hospital. On Monday, February 17th, my port was placed. I currently wear this pump 24 seven now, and it gives me medication for my heart and my lungs so that I can go back to being a functioning person. When I laid in that hospital bed, and they told me to leave here. You have to walk 500 feet. My heart sank. Since the end of January, early February, it was taking me literally an hour to walk from my bed to the bathroom where I would rest for 20 minutes to get my breath back, to get dressed. And I would rest for another 20 minutes to get my breath back. 500 feet seemed like a huge feat to me. It took me two weeks, but I made that 500 feet. I go back to see Dr. Molis less, a lot less than I did before. At my last meeting, I had asked the doctor I met with, 
you know, you guys never gave me a reason. Is COVID the reason I have this? And the doctor looked at me and said, yes. The more we know now about COVID, the more we know now how long COVID affects your heart, your lungs. If I would have, could have had a vaccination, had we known COVID was already here in 19, I wouldn't be going through this most likely. I could have gotten that vaccination and I wouldn't be connected to something 24 seven. Granted, it has saved my life, but there are also downfalls with it. And if there's one thing I can say, it would be to get the vaccine. Protect yourself. Just because you may not be symptomatic doesn't mean you're not carrying it and you're not passing it around to your friends, your family, your patients, or your colleagues. Please take the time to think about it. Thank you, Tiffany, for that courageous story, what you went through. I'm sorry that you have had to go through all that in such a young age. So on behalf of Next Care of the Wellbridge family, we want to thank you for sharing that story with all of us and obviously still having to deal with the uh, results and long-term effects of COVID-19. So to close, I would just like to say, again, thanking Tiffany but also remember that you must receive a shot of the Moderna, the Pfizer, or the Johnson & Johnson by December 5th or receive an improved exemption for medical or religious um, reasons by that date. And again, please ask your executive director, your human resource director for those forms. If anybody has any questions, I know that Tiffany would be glad to talk to anybody themselves. We have a physician at one of our other centers who would be glad to talk to someone. Um, who himself has gone through things, um, please let us know, speak up, let us know so that we can get you answers and the resources you need to make, to make a decision for yourself. So on behalf of everybody, we thank you for your time today. And we also thank you for making a difference every day in the lives of the people that we serve.